This is Call on the Field Stands. I'm Jeff Mapis. Ryan Denchef here as well after a long holiday break, probably too long. Got some Elijah Craig to sip on tonight, and yeah. we're ready to talk some sports. Back-to-back podcast where we went with the bourbon. Absolutely. It's hard to remember back all the way back in December before the new year when we were recording our last podcast before the new year. Yeah, so last podcast we previewed the college football uh, semifinals um, at length. And uh, now uh, we're in the week of uh, when the national championship took place and LSU capped off a historic run offensively um, with Joe Burrow getting the Heisman and then basically accounting for like a thousand yards by himself in two playoff games and throwing for his stats are 11 absurd, touchdowns. Though. His stats are the most absurd stats I think I've ever seen of a college performance ever. What do he have, like 6,000 passing yards or something like that? I, 65 total He didn't touchdowns. have 6,000 passing, it but it like accounted for yeah. yards. He has, he has 6,000. It's like 58 and change, I think, passing, which is just absurd. Yeah. Like, that is so stupid. In what, 15 games? It's, I, yeah. it's hard to put into words what we witnessed with LSU and their offense and just him in particular. Dude just went God mode. On he, everybody. He pretty much set every significant passing record you could set in school history, SEC history, and college football history. I think one, another one was, uh, and this is crazy, that a prerequisite is throwing for 5,000 yards. But no <laughs> one no one in college football history had accomplished his completion percentage um, while still throwing for 5,000 yards. And it was above 70%. I mean... That's yeah, I mean, wild. No matter no matter how many yards you the whole offense for. was stacked top to bottom, like we talked about in length in our last podcast as we previewed uh, the first round of the playoffs. They're just stacked. One of the best, <clears throat> one of the best teams of all time. I mean, it, it, the argument could be had, and the discussion could be had is is LSU this year the greatest team of all time? And be pretty hard to argue against it, to be honest, especially with the firepower they had in offense. Yeah, it's really carried by uh, what they accomplished on offense this season. Um, their, their defense was still pretty good. I mean, they have, uh, some decent talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but their offense definitely, uh, uh, carried the, the team this year and, uh, Clemson just couldn't get enough stops and make enough plays on offense at the end of the day. And, uh, it was a fun national championship for me to watch. I mean, if you enjoy quality quarterback play, not me, man. I was still very salty from what happened in round one uh, when Ohio State, in my opinion, got royally screwed by the good old officials on numerous occasions, in particular the one play that everybody will remember uh, when they not only fucked up the call, but reversed the call on the field when the call on the field should have stands or whatever. <laughs> no, but that, one of the worst calls I've ever seen, the fact that you know sometimes you see close calls go one way where it's like, okay, you got to leave what happened on the field, not enough evidence, even though there is, but we're not going to change it. The fact that they changed it and then come out the next day like, oh yeah, we fucked up, our bad. It's like, what the... F- Pivotable moment in the game, changed the complexion of the entire game, and that was one of several plays where we were just scratching our heads like, what the fuck? So I was pretty pissed and salty still, so it was kind of tough even watching the game. I didn't even watch much of it. Uh, just because I was just, I just took myself out of the whole college football element after that Ohio State loss. Um, but yeah, if you cool. like, there uh, is a veteran uh, ref that did come out and say that overturned fumble was an incorrect call. Yeah, I mean, you know, how, I mean, the NFL does it all the time. 
um, where they're like, oh, we fucked up yesterday. Like, I think somebody, whether it was the crew or an NCAA or something, I, I saw, or I guess, I think I saw maybe someone told me and had the information a little bit mixed up. But I thought, like, the powers that be came out and said after the game, and like, yeah, we fucked it up. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, buddy. You cost the game. You took a touchdown off the board and allowed them to go down and score. I mean, I guess it didn't allow them, but it resulted in a 14-point swing in a game that ended in a less than a touchdown game. So it changed the game. Ohio State probably wins, uh, you know, without too much trouble if that play stands. And they're playing LSU in what would have been a hell of a matchup and a crazy exciting game. Best defense in college football against the best offense maybe of all time. Would have been fun. Instead, we get a Clemson blowout for the fifth straight year there in the national championship. Good for them. I'm still bitter about it. I can tell. Yeah. Don't get me started. I'm done. (laughs) The best part about it is most of the country doesn't give a flying fuck about Ohio State and their misery and their tears. So Yeah, that most people are happy that it happened to Ohio State. Almost like, you know, the Patriots going down in the first round. It's like, oh good. I mean nothing really controversial happened in that game, but it's a team that everybody enjoys hating on, I feel like. Uh, just because they get so much publicity and they win all the time. Um, and their fans can be a little bit obnoxious at times. I guess that's most college football fans, but I don't know. They get a bad rap in fandom, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, good for everybody else in our misery. I mean, it's just unfortunate that I had to go down that way. Like if we lose to Clemson, okay, that's fine. I'd be over it. It would suck. It would hurt. It would be upsetting. But the way that it happened in a fashion where they shouldn't have lost the game is just hard pill to swallow. So that's why I didn't even really pay attention to the championship game. It's like, yeah, I'll watch the highlights. I'll tune in, see what happens a little bit, see if I'm still pissed. I was. I said, fuck it. Yeah. Cut it off. Ohio State also had uh, stretches of that game where it was like the worst they had performed all season. Almost. I mean, like mental mistakes like fucking up the punter on that one yeah, play that was and giving him a first down. I mean, Justin Fields throwing that two really picks, dumb. and really he could have had a third, and it should have been yeah. returned to the house. I can't believe the guy, the safety for Clemson. Well, the last it. pick, if you see the receiver just stops yeah. running the route, like he completes that route, he breaks touchdown, it Ohio State wins. Yeah, I, I, I wish zone. he wouldn't have to see what would have happened. I think I mean, Olave would have gotten there, but yeah, the safety did break position. on the ball like immediately. Yeah, I think the body positioning of where he would have been, I don't think the safety – I mean, it would have been – the safety could have made a great play for sure. He wouldn't have picked it off. That's for almost no. They, I think there would have been but, a battle for the ball. Yeah, I mean, but either yeah, incomplete I, or Olave probably catches it and Ohio State wins. If not, drive continues. Instead, I don't know what the hell happened. He just cuts his route off and it's wide open. Wasn't on the over. same page. Yeah, I, it's just unfortunate. But I mean, that one play in particular, like you take all that aside, and we've talked about this in the past. Like everybody can bitch about, like, oh, you can't let the refs beat you know, predict the game if there's other moments in the game that could happen that, you know, you wouldn't have lost if you would have done this, kind of those mental mistakes that you said. But when you're playing a team as good as Clemson, you know, one, you know how hard it is to, you're not going to play a perfect game and you're not going to allow them just not score and things like that. So the fact that you put yourself in a position to win and it got taken away from the refs, I think the argument of like, oh, you could have done other things and not fucking hit the punter and you probably would like, mistakes like that happen in the complexity of a game and in the fast speed of a game. A ref taking a touchdown off the board after replay confirms what everybody saw and what they called on the field. It's hard to get over humps like that when you're playing a team like Clemson. So got stripped away by the fucking refs. 
and it's going to hurt for a long time until next year when they win the Natty and I forget all about this year. Yeah. yeah we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are going to be pretty fucking good next yeah, year. Yeah, dude. A lot of guys coming back. But for now, I'll enjoy the OSU tears bitching about officials. It's hilarious. Yeah. Today. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's uh, it's crazy how fast the college football season flies I know, dude. By. Especially when we were doing this podcast and you know breaking down the games and looking ahead to big matchups and conference championships and bowl games and all that kind of stuff. Like this season went by super fast. Yeah, it was uh, it was another fun season as a general sports fan. Not for me, a Michigan fan. Another <laughs> nine win fucking season for Jim. Probably mm-hmm. win nine games again next year and get slapped by Ohio State at the horseshoe. So yes, sir. It's just sad that Don Brown is still employed. And here on January 15th, I know going to the shoe that Ohio State will be going for a 70 burger this time. Hey, bro, you trying to go to that game? No. <laughs> Let's nope. get some tickets. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not a uh, I might chance. be going to that game, actually. Had preliminary conversations about attending. Hell yeah, game. you should, man. I haven't been. I haven't been to an Ohio State game that mattered. I've been to a lot of games that were like blowouts. Those are always fun, too, but... Now, the... The, I want to go um, to a Big Ten game. Yeah, the big <clears throat> conference games are uh, really exciting. I love the live fan experience and college football provide. <laughs> <laughs> college football obviously provides a great atmosphere when you go to the game, especially a big one. So I would highly encourage you to go. Well, that one won't be a big game. That's also true. It, it'll, it'll be hype and everything, and then you guys will do your thing. So... Uh, sticking in the Big Ten, got a little uh, bit of a scandal possibly brewing here at, you guessed it, Penn State University. Penn State, bro. Jesus. So <clears throat> everybody's probably already seen it, but more or less there's a whole hazing incident going on where a uh, former player has filed a lawsuit against other former players and you know James Franklin and just Penn State as a, a university uh, for various hazing and inappropriate sexual behavior from uh, other players, you know, rubbing their balls and dick on the dude's face and things of that nature and saying that they're going to Sandusky him at a place like Penn State. So yeah. most unbelievable shit that they are basically allowing this to go on and have allowed this to go on. Obviously, the reason James Franklin and the organization is in this lawsuit is because obviously they knew about it and they let it go on. My question to you is, what punishment is fair? Because in my opinion, and I think we kind of you know mentioned it through text uh, the other day, is should they even have an, a football program? How Should they be suspended death penalty style like teams like SMU back in the day? How many years? What do you think should happen? I mean, who knows what will happen? Probably nothing, um, which is fucked up. Especially in a place like Penn State where all this hazing stuff has come out. Over the years, the kid a couple years ago that kind of jumped off all this fraternity stuff or fraternities across country, even at our alma mater, OU, uh, they shut down all their frats um, because of hazing. Kid dies in a fraternity. Multiple people go to jail because of a hazing incident where a dude basically got super fucked up and they just let him die there. The fact that this keeps going on at Penn State, shit is fucked up over there. What do you think should be the reaction by the NCAA at Penn State. Uh, if if all this stuff is proven and James Franklin knew about it, uh, I don't know, man. I It's hard to say what the NCAA will do 
because probably nothing I, who fucking knows what they, they don't give they a fuck about anything except on. dollars in their own pocket and guess what penn state brings a lot of those so yeah probably bring, not going to do they anything bring in dollars so i don't know what the ncaa will do if this stuff is proven to where um uh coach franklin and any anyone else in the athletic department knew about it uh fuck what if other players come forward and and uh say things i mean it's one thing I understand hazing and pulling pranks and shit like that. Right. I mean, it happened in high school right. too. If you played <clears throat> athletic, when you're the underclassman, you're, I mean, you're going to get shit on. It's, yeah. it, it's going to happen. There is definitely a line though. Genitalia is the fucking line. Yes. <laughs> and being at a place like Penn State and saying, contacting I'm going to someone else's, contacting someone else's balls, putting your balls on someone else. How do you, how is that? Dude, not just that. He's, on? he's claiming that upperclassmen would, Straight up put his dick on uh, underclassmen's asses. Yeah. Like straight up. As they're saying, I'm going to Sandusky. Yeah. I mean, upperclassmen would grab lowerclassmen by the genitals. I'm I'm fighting you to kill Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. So, yeah. I mean, uh, this player, Humphreys, and his father are claiming that uh, they reported a lot of this stuff to James Franklin, and nothing was done by the team specifically. Uh, One of the players... Um, Damian Barber got, um, got suspended for a game, I believe, but it's this same player, Damian Barber, that also later, um, told Humphreys that if he ever visited his city, he would make certain that he was gunned down upon arrival. Jeez, I didn't see that. There's a lot of shit. My God. There's a lot of shit, uh, coming out and with, um, the other hazing incidents that, um, you already kind of hit on going around uh campuses across the country these deaths i don't know man they they might decide to drop the hammer on penn state Dude, had they enough should. of their shit bro they definitely should like they should be suspended they should have no football program at least for one if not two years if not more than that like more than that would be warranted in my opinion i think after the sandusky news came out their football program should have been suspended for years oh for sure if not indefinitely that's just my opinion i mean that was the most disgusting systematic breakdown of an administration like of all time all time disgusting jerry sandusky set up a foundation to help uh children with needs essentially and use that to pimp young boys out for himself and others to molest them it's right. fucking gross. When others, and it happened on Penn State's grounds, and, and Joe Pa knew about it, and the whole athletic department knew about it and did nothing. That's disgusting, and that university disgusts me, and it disgusts me even more. Yeah. They should have been, like you said, suspended. Their football program should have been non-existent at least for several years. They got a four-year playoff ban. What the fuck does that do? Nothing. So the, everything stays the same. They just don't get to go to the postseason. They still get all the same amount of games, the same amount of revenue, one would assume give or take pretty I'm much sure close. the revenue is was fine peaking it, yeah right it was now. definitely no i'm talking about during this four-year sure yeah, yeah um probably lost out on some recruiting but obviously once that runs out the recruiting comes right back so yeah. they lost a couple years of recruiting probably the point they're at now is what i'm saying their revenue right. is probably oh, through the roof almost I mean, definitely franklin so when you gets have, here they win the big 10 go to a rose bowl now it's i mean they're churning out nfl yeah. players when you have that history of what happened not that long ago like this Sandusky shit was not that long ago yeah. at all. And for this to now come out and be as gross as what we're hearing it to be, there's no way they cannot suspend him in my opinion. They won't. I'm sure they won't. But they should be have no football program for multiple years in a row. Just done. 
Yeah. Death penalty style. No football program. It's the only way you're going to hit them. Free transfers. Everybody, free transfers. All the players. I mean, there has to be something. Like, the players were directly involved with this. The coaches were directly involved. One would assume the athletic department all the way up to the top all fucking knew or had some idea about this. To allow it to continue, there has to be no football program. Yeah. Slice and, it. And these are... Slice them out. So, I mean, some of these names... This is um, bigger than football. This is people's yeah, lives. Yeah, it is. It is. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Yeah, there, there's definitely a line when it comes to hazing. And I, I mean... I know for a fact this happens, uh, well, not to this level, but hazing happens uh, oh, in sure. other sports, other universities, even at the high school level. Uh, like I said, I mean, I've heard of some high schools that have traditions, like the seniors do a print, the same prank every single year right. to the freshmen coming in. Like, it's I know it happens. Rubbing but, their cocks on their yeah, ass and face. No. Like, I assure you, it's not. I don't that. care how big you are or if you're about to whip my ass. I, I'm getting a hit on you, bro. Yeah. I'm turning around and I'm trying to fuck you up. Damn right. I, I don't care if you retaliate and kick my ass. I don't care how big you are. It It's fucked up, man. Let me ask you this. If you're a Penn State fan, or let's just say this happens to Michigan, what would be your reaction as a fan of the school that this is all going down to? <sighs> It'd be weird, man. I, yeah. If, if I were a Penn State fan when the whole Sandusky news came out and uh, then you find out Joe Pa knew about it and other coaches knew about it and did nothing. I'm I'm going to be real honest. I It would be hard for me uh, to continue to root for uh, that university. Yeah. One case could be like down the road, I stay as like a closet fan if they come back and uh, continue the Clear program. Clear all their shit up. Um, this ha- would have to be a next straw, man. Like yeah. to get through the Joe Pa shit and the whole Sandusky situation. Okay, it's hard to just bail on your fan. I get that, but after that, it's like just one thing after another. This was Ohio State, and this was going down. Man, I don't know how I would react. It would it, be it'd tough. be weird. I don't know. It'd be weird. It'd be hard to support that organization when this shit was all going down and condoned by the higher ups. Like that's the fucked up part of it. Yeah. They're okay. They're basically saying they're okay with it because good players get to do whatever the fuck they want. That's and the we thing. Help they're games. star players. Micah Parsons yeah. was their defensive MVP. <laughs> Um, uh, Gratos there, uh, he's got a long name. I just know the last part. Uh, I mean, he's going to be an NFL pick. He was their star, uh, edge rusher. I mean, these are guys, um, in the allegations here. So yeah, it stinks. Um, it would be weird if it were my team. I, I wouldn't need this. The whole Sandusky thing really would have. Yeah. I, I still remember I was in my dorm room at OU when the news breaking news flashed across the screen and they were given the details of this. I was stunned. Yeah. I was looking at the TV screen like, is this fucking real? Yeah, I was the Whoa. same way. Like Who I felt almost like Sandusky sick to my stomach. Fella? Like, what yeah. the fuck is it's this? Gross. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's yeah. hard to even imagine. And like I said, it's a shame how, you know, money gets in the way of people's lives like the ncaa and these organizations bring up so much money that they basically will do whatever they can to make sure that things go on and they continue to get their bread like they'll overlook shit for years like we were just talking about just because they get money from it and their yep. organization is successful like this is people's lives you're ruining yep. people's lives for dollars fuck that dude i can't handle that shit yep i penn totally state agree. should have no football program next year and the following at minimum in my opinion yeah, so we'll see what comes out, you know, if all this is proven and shit like that. Nothing's going to happen, no. I don't think anything will happen. I think there should be a pretty severe punishment. I didn't think the punishment last time 
uh, was severe enough nope. because they're right back at it right now, uh, filling their pockets right. with cash. So, um, we are going to get to the NFL and talk about the championship games uh, coming up this weekend, but why don't we stick with other hey, scandals going on? We're already on. on controversy. Let's keep yeah, it rolling with let, some more. Let's keep it rolling. Talk about bullshit punishments. Let's flip it over to the Major League Baseball, where the MLB dished out punishments toward the Houston Astros uh, for this whole stealing signs um, extravaganza and uh, tipping the batters on when it was going to be an off-speed uh, pitch, for example. So the MLB punishment is fining a billionaire owner a whopping $5 million fucking dollars, okay, and suspending manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau uh, for a year, one single year. Hey, I got an easy solution for you, Ryan. If you're the owner of the Astros, just fire the fire motherfuckers. Him. What do you think happened? Boom. They fucking fired. fired him. Obviously, they weren't going to bring it back. Obviously, they were going to be fired. Obviously, they're going to... I mean, first of all, you got to think about it in multiple ways. One, uh, you know, the... Uh, how do you say his name? Lunau, I think. I think it's it's Lunau. Uh, so, Lunau and Hinch combined salaries over $5 million. It's probably in the range of six, seven. They don't really uh, disclose GM salaries a lot of times, private organizations. They don't really have to, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, you'll look up other similar status GMs are making between five and $10 million. Plus, AJ Hinch was getting like two or something like that. So let's say about seven to eight million. They're not going to hire a seven to eight million GM coach combo to replace these two cats. So there's your $5 million savings right there that you just had to pay and fine. Yeah. Also, they netted over $30 million in proceeds from their World Series run. They get to keep all that money too. Alone. Just the World Series run alone. That's yeah, that, what you're saying. Yeah, that run. I, I don't know if that's just the World Series or, or the playoffs, playoffs yeah. all the revenue. Because it's basically they take the whole playoff postseason revenue sharing and they split it among each team that was in the playoffs based on how far each team went. So a wild card team would get X cut. Oh, the team gotcha. that won the World Series would get a bigger cut. Obviously, they... One would would say that you know they contributed more to these dollars because they played more games, brought in more ratings, right. et cetera. So they netted over thirty million dollars from the stats that I saw. They get to keep all that. They basically got fined five million that they're now saving because they got to fire their coach and not have to pay out their salaries. And they lose out on a bottom of the round first and second round picks for the next two years, where they're going to have po- plus twenty something pick in those rounds, which is just complete crapshoot at that. You're picking 18-year-olds who are yeah. maybe are going to be good in five years. So basically, they didn't penalize them at all is pretty much what the MLB just said. Pretty much. I mean, they still have all their star power players. Yep. N- no player suspensions. Uh, we'll see which if anything comes out, but I don't know that I foresee that happening. I mean, you think it would have already come out by now. Like, Yeah. They targeted the Astros first. That's what first came out. Alex Cora is still on the hook. He wins the World Series as an assistant manager, a bench coach for the Astros, then becomes the manager of the Red Sox, does the exact same sign-stealing shit, wins the World Series again the next year as manager of the Red Sox. So he, who knows what, there? I've heard uh, talks about him getting a Pete Rose, just complete lifetime ban. Complete lifetime Complete ban. lifetime ban. I wouldn't be, honestly, Well, I he be got shit canned too. Yeah, I wouldn't be right. today. I wouldn't be surprised if he just got a Pete Rose ban never allowed to be around baseball ever again. I think that's pretty much fair. Uh, Going back to the team aspect, especially the Astros, where it went all the way up the chain, all the players knew they get no suspension, which is complete fucking horseshit. Like, 
the players were a part of it just as they much as the manager. They were all in the strategy. I mean, they were all incorporated in it. They were they were doing it. They were and tipping it signs. And when you look at the analytics, you see the swing rate miss the swing miss rate for the Astros that season was incredibly lower than any other team in the major leagues. So they were in on it. They won a World Series from it. Benefited financially, uh, their owner did by millions of dollars, and basically get no punishment. I think their punishment should at minimum be a one to two year postseason ban. No postseason. They can win 110 games. No postseason. That's what I would say what should happen. And, I mean, you can go even further than that. I don't know. What do you think should happen? I don't know if you want to, like, suspend players. You could. I think a postseason ban would essentially mean your entire team is suspended for a season. Yeah. I I mean, they still get to get paid, but. I was hoping for a uh, postseason ban. At least one postseason ban is uh, what I would have been pushing for. Um, Send a message or something. Do something. They certainly didn't send a message with this. Yeah. They'll find more creative ways down the road to do it, and maybe there'll be stiffer punishments if they get caught again. But it's basically painting the picture of, "Hey, cheat and win your World Series, and then we'll yeah. slap your hand a little bit if you there's evidence and you get right. caught." So, yeah. took a page right out of the NCAA's uh, playbook yep. and uh, yippers didn't uh, didn't slap down an adequate punishment. And everyone's talking about, "Oh, they should strip their World Series." Like, I mean, okay, sure. Who gives a fuck? Like, I don't really care about that. If it comes out that in 2014, Zeke Elliott got paid and they say, oh, Ohio State stripped of their national championship, am I less satisfied? Did I celebrate less hard? Am I, do I feel less about that championship a couple of years ago? Of course not. Of course not. Stripping it after the fact is irrelevant. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Yeah, sure. Say it. It's all, you know, just by whatever the term is. It's just for show, as they say. Yeah. Oh, we strip it. We take your trophy it, away. If it if it was like a significantly more like paying players, I, I get you weren't going for an exact apples to apples comparison, but paying players to me, oh yeah, what the fuck? I'm this was like a systematic cheating to get advantages like on the field of yeah, play. I'm just saying like, taking away a World Series. Yeah, I'm with you posthumously, if that's the right word for that. I don't know. After the fact. It doesn't fucking matter. The fans still celebrate it the same. It, it still does not the same. It doesn't them. punish them right. moving forward. That's that's what I take what their I mean. postseason revenue first of all. So that thirty million plus the five. How about that? Scratch that. Poof. That's gone. And a postseason ban. So he doesn't get to benefit financially from that postseason World Series run, and they don't get to do it again in their prime when they still have a stacked roster. Yeah. Even though they lost some pieces, but they still got some studs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it should have been a postseason ban. It's a joke. And hell, to- The almighty dollar dictates all yet again. To uh, to hit them even further, you could go postseason ban and then dish out the actual player suspensions the following year when they're eligible for the postseason. Are you saying suspend the players who are involved? Like so, But anybody on the team gets suspended? Just, uh, yeah, but it happens the, when they're eligible again for the postseason. That would really fuck them over. Well, just give them two-year postseason ban then. What's the difference? Well, that's true. I mean, I'm medieval. I, I like knowing they have a chance to make the playoffs again. Oh, but your star players are taken away for like, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do that, I just say, yeah, ban them altogether. But I mean, they care about ratings. They care about dollars. You know, Houston market is growing, especially with the way they played over the last couple of seasons. Uh, so, you know, they don't want to take that market away. They don't want to impact the fandom of that market and overall mar- ratings of the game. So let's keep this team out, which is also bullshit because you replace Houston with any other team, the ratings are pretty much going to be the same. Like it's still the MLB playoffs. There's still a whole fandom of P 
people who are going to watch. There's still yeah. a whole other market that's going to replace Houston. But like I said, Houston's a big market. They bring in a lot of dollars. They're hot right now. They're afraid to take away dollars, I guess. It's also, you got to think about it. I feel like in these organizations, it's owners and it's they're kind of in one with the MLB. And then you got the players, kind of like the NFL. No, that's, ex- that's exactly Owners versus players. Yeah. So why would the MLB, who has a basically relationship with the owners to do whatever they want to make them money, everybody makes money, we're not going to punish you because that punishes me because you're the owner and I'm the MLB and I profit off of you profiting. So you're cool. You're my buddy. You're the owner. You could do whatever the fuck you want. We're not yeah. going to punish you too I hard. mean, the commissioners basically represent the owners right. more or less oh, for course. the league. They're so. supposed to represent everybody, including the players and the fans and everybody, but they don't. They care I mean, about there's a, dollars. There's a reason CBAs are put in place and there's a players union in these leagues. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, tre- Trevor Bauer, you were right all along, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. I thought you were a weird ass motherfucker while you were here, but you were right all along. Damn. Yep. Put out videos, made comments. Everybody's bashing him, calling him a, ba- a little baby, a little bitch. Turns out he was right. But what's interesting though, you had guys from. Uh, the Tigers, I mean Verlander in particular, talking about the Indians stealing signs. So was he also correct and right? Were the Indians doing something sketchy? I don't know. I don't know. A little interesting. I wouldn't rule anything out, to be yeah. honest with you. I it mean, certainly wasn't as egregious as banging trash cans. Like How it took so long for anybody to catch on to that shit is wild. It is wild. It is wild. But they should have fucking hammered him. If, if the MLB should have hammered him. Yeah, I was rooting for it. I wanted to see it. Set a tone, set a precedent. You don't cheat in this game and get away with it. Instead, they said, like you said, cheat, get your World Series, and after the fact, eh, you'll be cool. You'll be all right. Fucking ban Pete Rose for betting on his own team. Right. right. But you allow a We're team allow to cheat. literally impact, to cheat and impact a game and a championship. They got a championship out of cheating, and that's okay. But yeah. Pete Rose gets banned for life and can't go into the Hall of Fame because he bet on his own team to win. Yeah, Get the now, fuck the, out the of whole, here, bro. <clears throat> the MLB the is, I don't know. They're, uh, they're an odd duck sometimes. I, I don't understand how Pete Rose is left out of the Hall of Fame. Just fucking let him back in. It's a museum anyway. He's one of the right. greatest baseball players. Come same on. with Barry Bonds. Same with Roger Clemens. You got yeah. the greats. Put him in. Put him in. I'll be a whole other conversation for another day. Barry Bonds, greatest of all time. Not in the Hall of Fame because a bunch of old white dudes say, oh, he used steroids. Yeah, so he, everybody he else, dummy. Even if you stripped... More than 200 of his home runs in the steroid era. Bro, if you He's cut, the only one in the 500-500 club, if bro. You, if you cut his... Because there's there's a bunch of comments on Barry Bonds that say he started using steroids in year X. I forget exactly what it was. Let's say it's 1998 because it was around there. So if you cut his career in 1998 when they say he would have started... is when he started using steroids. Let's just eliminate those stats and pretend like he retired. He should still be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Without those next... Eight, nine years of him just jacking bomb after bomb. He should be in. Yeah. What about all the white dudes back in the day who weren't who weren't uh playing against black guys because they weren't allowed in the MLB? Yeah. Look at all their stats. No, not not just that. No Look at that competition. Whatsoever. Babe Ruth could fucking play drunk and jack yeah. home runs off of these chumps they, throwing yeah. it, it's uh yeah. I you got a whole culture of human beings who you look at today, probably more than how many percent are minority weren't even allowed in the game back in the day. Yeah. 
So what about that? Should we had, keep an asterisk on all them cats? Dude, no, you had not. pitchers juicing back then too, right. fucking throwing like ninety-eight every single pitch. And guess what happened? Barry and they Bond weren't still they weren't they weren't lengthy, agile pitchers either. They you could tell, dude. I feel like looking back in the early two. Eric Gagne, bro, dude. Some of them were fucking jacked. Eric Gagne had like two seasons of stud studness. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, was he on roids? Probably. Probably. Guess who he couldn't get out? Barry Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going back to our point, the MLB is a bunch of cowards and they need to do something more than basically nothing, is which which is what they did. So, I don't know. I guess that's the controversy in the MLB. I don't know if there's any other uh, further discussion to get into on that topic. But I wonder if the Red Sox will get any sort of punishment. I mean, they already fired their manager, so yeah, that's one I mean, checkbox already that, they, that the MLB can't check. Yeah, that obviously came the down. They knew what was coming with Cora, yeah. so they just kind of got ahead of it. Um, will they get a similar suspension? I don't know. I mean, it, I was following it more. Like, there was a lot of stuff coming out, especially on social media, that proved the cheating and all this stuff with the Astros. Right. Like, I haven't seen as much of that. Maybe right. it's just because I haven't paid attention to it as much. Uh, but depending on what evidence they have or how explicitly and how much they did it, it could impact. But if they pretty much did the same thing, one would assume they'd get the same penalty. Uh, but who knows? Tough to say. I hate Boston, too. So yeah. I'd root for a postseason ban. Yes, they should. They should. You cheat, you don't get to compete. Yeah. That should be a pretty obvious and easy thing to dictate in the league. Yeah. To that level of cheating. Right. So, anywho, let's get back to football. Yes. NFL games. playoffs are in action. Already to championship weekend. We'll start with the AFC. Biggest surprise, obviously, the Tennessee Titans. Dude. What happened to Derrick Henry all of a sudden? This dude cannot be stopped. He's a fucking beast. Wins the rushing title. Is basically the only player on their entire offense, I feel yeah. like. I mean, their offensive line is solid, but like their quarterback is a guy who couldn't even cut it in Miami. Right. So I don't even know who their leading receiver is. It's got to be A.J. Brown, the rookie. Oh, yeah. He, he he's actually looks like out, he's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, actually. he's actually been balling out. But Derrick Henry... Out of nowhere, pretty much. Like, he hasn't really done anything up to this season. Like, his stats for the last couple of years, I don't know if they just weren't utilizing him properly or if something changed, uh, and all of a sudden he kind of got it figured out. But dude is untackleable. He looks like Marshawn Lynch out there. Yeah, he is a freak. I mean, I love how uh, they posted his high school numbers <laughs> yeah. uh, during the – it was one of the games. I don't know if it was well, last some of the most or, absurd shit you'll ever it, see. It's hilarious. If if anyone is ever bored, like uh, while you're taking a deuce or something like that, pull <laughs> up Derrick Henry's high school highlights. They are hysterical to watch, man. It's just as I mean, he, he's always been this tall. Right. He he wasn't quite as uh like shredded, you know, not as muscular, but he's playing against it's high school. Fucking dudes, hilarious, so. man. You just see this big ass guy. <laughs> Outrunning everyone, every single high schooler on the field. And when I first uh, first watched him and saw he was going to Bama, I was like, ah, man, I I don't know if they're going to keep this kid at running back. Like, he's just so massive. I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, keep his speed and be able to cut on a dime at the Division One level at Alabama. Sure enough, they fucking kept, it, kept him at running back. And, sure enough, uh, that paid off. <laughs> yeah, that paid off for them. And now it's paying off for the Titans. Dude, they are 
Looking pretty good. I mean, I did not see this coming. I don't even know if I predicted them. You know, a while back we talked about who's going to make the wild card and that kind of stuff. I don't even think I picked them to make the, the playoffs. They had Tannehill, bro. <laughs> Who the like, fuck yeah, is picking they're gonna, that? They're going to crumble. You know, well, this was like when they were in the thick of it. They were like probably like six and six or something like that, just around yeah. middle. They might even had a spot in the playoffs at the time, uh, but I still had no faith in them. Um, but they won five of their last seven, it looks like, uh, and seven of their last 10 after going, what, two and four, I guess, replacing Mariota, who's supposed to be the franchise guy with fucking Ryan Tannehill. And all of a sudden, they just go on a run. Mike Vrabel's got his shit going on over there, man. Yeah, he does, man. <clears throat> yeah, they're playing uh, good foot. They have all three phases of the game kind of married to each other. They're all operating in harmony. Offense. And they have Tana- an identity. Yeah, Tan- you know? Tannehill just kind of is there managing the game, just not making a mistake. Uh, they can feed Derrick Henry, maybe get a big play from A.J. Brown every once in a while. Uh, but when they don't move the ball, they at least chew clock. Their special teams seem to be solid, and they win the field position game, and their defense yeah. is going out there and shutting offenses down. That's the thing. You know, a lot of teams have talent, like the Cleveland Browns, but there's a lot of holes in the Browns. But I'm just using an example because that's who I watch other games. They have no offensive identity whatsoever, the Browns. Like, they have who was almost the running uh, title record until he rushed for, like, no yards, and Derrick Henry went for, like, 220 in the last game of the season to barely beat him by, like, 40 yards. They have no identity, even with the great one of the greatest running backs in the game right now. The Titans have a fucking identity, and it's feed Derrick Henry until he can't be fed no more. Yeah. And they win games. And Ryan Tannehill has combined for 160 passing yards in the two playoff games they've played this season. Or That's this absurd. Game, uh, this postseason. He has thrown for three touchdowns, one pick, 160 yards on a total of 29 attempts. 15 for 29, 160, three touchdowns. A total of 29 attempts? 29 attempts. Holy fuck. In two games combined. (laughs) And they beat the likes of the New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens, who were two of the better teams in the league. One of the most high powered offenses uh, that we've seen all season in the Ravens. Yeah. Shut down Lamar. Well, I didn't shut down Lamar, but shut him down enough that. It didn't matter when he got going a little bit in the second half, late in the game. Got, I mean, he had like 150 rushing yards, 140, which if you look I at the I think he had 400 sheet, total yards. Yeah, a lot of those were when the game was out of reach, though. He, like, he had some pick. It, it, <clears throat> I mean, they just were not in yeah. sync that day. The The Titans had their number. The MVP of the league who gets a first-round bye gets beat by a quarterback who throws 15 passes for 80-some yards or 14 yeah, passes in 80 yards. Like, they have an identity, and it's feed Derrick Henry. Um and it's been working when you have a guy like him who has been balling out since game one against the Browns. Uh, so the question is, can they continue this rushing attack and this offensive identity to attack the Kansas City Chiefs? Says me, says no fucking way. Uh, I just don't think they're going to be able to slow the Chiefs down enough to allow their running game to dictate uh, the game. I mean, even if you look at time of possession, I don't have to pull the exact stat, but the time of possession for the Titans isn't even that much. I mean, they've been making big plays. They run the downfield. They get some turnovers, and they score, and then they play defense well. And I mean, they give up yards, like you just said. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, he put up stats, and they barely scored points. So they're kind of a bend but don't break defense. Yeah. Run the rock. Somehow they don't have a lot of time possession, even with how much they run. But yeah, but I think I think the uh, some of that is though the drives they do have it going on with Derrick Henry. They last a long like that's contributing the most like huge chunks 
their scoring drives are taking up like a lot of time where the defense is staying out on the field. So time of possession might balance out between both teams, but, um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like with the low time of possession and kind of how they've been playing this postseason, giving the ball to Pat Mahomes more often than you have the ball, pretty bad formula to win. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have to slow the game way down. They're going to have to get some stops against the chiefs, uh, which easier said than done. And they're going to have to play with a lead, which is what they've done, uh, you know, especially last game. But playing from ahead, not giving up a lot of points, allowing the opportunity to keep feeding Derrick Henry the ball, and that's how they've been able to win. I don't think they're going to be able to do that because they're going to need to put up some mad points against the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to score. And can they put up mad points by running the rock all day? I don't think, I don't so. think that's going to happen. I think Derrick Henry, Henry will be able to feast. However, Oh, sure. However, it's just they're not going to have enough firepower to keep up with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs finished the game against the Houston Texans on a 51 to 7 run. So, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, just when you think they scored like, four touchdowns in like four four minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was it was absurd. Um and it's not just Mahomes. Like they have so much firepower on offense. Right. And they're uh so well coached. There's very few people in the league who can cover Travis Kelsey. And then you got Tyreek Hill on the outside. It's like, good luck. And then Hardman is one of the faster dudes in the league. Yeah. And then you got Sammy Watkins out there. Yeah. They just got stud after stud. And then, oh yeah, Pat Mahomes is like probably the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to be able to stop them enough and be able to, you know, put up a bunch of points by feeding Derrick Henry. Maybe no. they can, but I mean, they're, the Chiefs defense has been solid this year though. Yeah, they, they don't get talked about. Um, the past couple seasons, they that's been their downfall, especially last year in the lose to the Patriots uh, in that AFC Championship game. The defense just couldn't get that one stop. I mean, they did, except for D Ford wanted to line up offsides, but <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, their defense has been their fault this year. Their offense, especially earlier in the year, I mean, Pat Mahomes was injured a little bit, but their offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders all season. But their defense had been able to step up and kind of hold down the fort. So now their defense is playing well. Their offense is still Pat Mahomes' offense, putting up fifty burgers on postseason games. That's fucking crazy. So I think the Chiefs cover their seven with ease at home. And they're going to get the job done. The the magical run for the Titans as a wild card nine and seven team comes to an end with yep. the Chiefs uh, winning with relative ease. How much do you think they're going to win by? Uh somewhere around like seventeen, maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty accurate in my same uh, same suggestion. I think they're just going to get ahead. <clears throat> they're going to get ahead early, uh, but it's going to stay a little bit close in the first half, and then they're going to come out get a couple touchdowns in the second half, get a couple stops, and then the Titans aren't just – they're just not going to be able to catch up. I mean, we got Ryan Tannehill as QB. It's going to be a little difficult to move the ball downfield quickly. So stack the box, slow down Derrick Henry, keep the game on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs, slow it down for the Titans. Don't let them get big chunk plays. Derrick Henry, like you said, he's going to get his. He's probably going to go for 150 again. Yeah, but I guarantee you will. It's not going to be quick enough and big chunks enough and it's Ryan Tannehill. Every time I keep saying that he's the quarterback, it just makes me laugh. If the Chiefs explode early, it's going to be bigger than 17 because oh, yeah. that's when, like you were saying, now you're actually forcing Tannehill to throw. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to end well for it's the Titans ugly. all game for three more quarters. So. so, yeah, I think they're going to cover with pretty pretty much ease. Yeah. They're going to cool, cover. man. I, like to see, I want to see Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, me too. That's going to be fun. Me too. So, I th- both in agreement. Yeah, Chiefs are going to handle their business. Yeah. 
So let's flip it over to the NFC. Uh, this that, is the game. Yeah, that Green Bay Seahawks game was really fun to watch. That was. Did you get to tune into that? I did. Um, Aaron Rodgers on third down to close the game. Dude. My God. I think I just texted you out. I just said cold-blooded. Aaron Rodgers is cold-blooded. Like he, he just makes throws that are so on the money. It's, ball game it's, on the line. You get a first down. is a wrap. Yeah. All they do, run it out. They don't have no timeouts. Or maybe they had one timeout. So force me to use their last timeout. Punt the ball with, what, 80 seconds left or something like that? Aaron Rodgers like, nah, I got this. Boop. Fucking dime piece for the win. It was, I was, dude, Aaron Rodgers is fucking beast. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. No, he, he is, uh, he's pretty good. That um, matchup was sweet, though. That was kind of one of those, like, I know they had all, a lot of people had the conversation like, who would you rather have to close out you know, the final second drive, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Aaron Rodgers knows how you don't want to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, so he Absolutely. ended the game himself. It was a, like you said, that was just a fun yeah. game to watch. You, you can't go wrong with either quarterback <laughs> yeah. in my mind, and that's especially this year with Russ. Like, he has balled out. Yeah, they um, DK Metcalf. Is a lot better than I think. Both he might be of the us. surprise of the season. Yeah, for me, bro. Uh, he's. I mean, he's been a really good uh, asset to that offense. A lot um, of that's probably Russell, but you know he's done a lot, especially yeah, that first. But hey, he game. gets him the ball and he makes a play with it, man. So I thought he was going to be a bust. I mean, he ended up um, if he would have went first round, like everyone was talking about him, top of the first round. I was like, that's bust city. Yeah, uh, he ended up dropping to the bottom of the second round, which fair. That was a fair place to go. I thought he was going to kind of be like a one-two route guy, deep threat, not really be able to do much else, which defense are going to be able to key on that and slow him down. But he's he's impressed me a lot. Yeah. No, he's, he's going to be good for that. positions his body very, very well, a uh, lot better than I thought he'd be able to. He puts himself in the right positions to go up and make catches, and he just gets the job done time after time. Yeah. I, Hands yeah. are a lot better than I thought they'd be. He, he's just They need to revamp their – their offensive coaching staff on that side of the ball and just give a, a new makeover to the, how that offense operates. Get an actual playmaking running back back there, maybe. Maybe add another weapon yeah. for us to throw to. Just mix it up because Russell Wilson is fucking good. Tyler Lockett's a dog, though, too, man. No, he's pretty good. I, I like Lockett. Get and DK a, will get yeah. older. Get him a good tight end. Get him a good running back. Yeah, no, I revamp the defense. I just want to see Russell Wilson in an efficient, explosive offense because right now a lot of it is him improvising on when shit hits the fan. Yeah. So, but anywho, on to the winners. Uh, The Packers obviously advancing uh, over the Seahawks, and now they will travel out west to play the hosts, the San Francisco 49ers, who could arguably be arguably be uh, the biggest surprise of the season for like. Just how fucking dominant they've been. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knew they were going to be a lot better than they had been in the past. But this good, I did not see that coming. What are they, 13 win, 13 and 3 they ended this season? Like, that's that's pretty – I did not see that coming. I don't think a lot of people did. Their defense is probably the best defense in the league, and their offense is efficient enough. Another one of those teams, like I said, that has an identity. They know what they do. They yeah. run the fucking rock, and they play they build great defense. They right? build off it. So – they're they're pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, and uh, I don't think the Packers fared too well traveling out west this year. I don't know how much of a factor that yeah. is now in the playoffs. Uh, I, mean, but I think they they lost at. I mean, they were thirteen and three. Also, they lost at the 49ers, at the Chargers. Their other loss, I think, was like the Eagles or something like that. So that wasn't West Coast, but zero and two on the road. 
out west. I don't really think that it matters at all, to be honest. Um, which now I'm thinking about, it, I think the 49ers loss was coming off a of bye week, which they got beasted on by the 49ers. Um, so they're rematching that game, but I don't think that comes into play in in with Aaron Rodgers and this, you know, veteran Not team. In playoff mode. You know, they got they added some additions that we talked about uh, in the past on defense with uh, the two Smiths. Um, they just got studs on defense for once in Aaron Rodgers' career, and they still got Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, and they got Aaron Jones and an actual rushing yeah. attack. Um, I like the Packers a lot, yeah. man. I I think we were both pretty high on them. Yeah, actually, man. like halfway through the season when we were starting to uh, dish out our power rankings. Right. So, like you said, this is the game I am really excited uh, to watch. Um, I I want to see. My rooting interest is in the Packers and Chiefs to see a Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because it's kind of like we're watching Pat uh, Patrick Mahomes right now do crazy things, and you're like, holy shit, like, never seen this before. But then Think Aaron Rodgers like, makes plays, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. wait. We've been seeing it for the last decade and a half. Yeah, Aaron so, Rodgers. so Aaron Rodgers, um, I think you would agree, uh, maybe before Pat Mahomes, or now it's debatable, but we both at one time said, like, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen in the end. Like raw talent, yeah. just IQ, athletic ability, arm strength, arm accuracy, just the whole the whole package. Aaron Rodgers just he is he is amazing. And Patrick Mahomes is now He's blossoming yeah. into that amazing holy shit quarterback. The things we've seen Pat Mahomes as long as he stays healthy uh and continues I mean, even if he plays like he does right now the rest of his career and doesn't even get better, which he's like, what, 25 years old or something ridiculous like that? Like, if he continues, even if he doesn't get better, he's still going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks we ever watch. But obviously, one would assume he's going to continue to progress and even get better. Um, like I said, as long as he stays healthy, he had a little bit of health issues this year with his knee and all that kind of stuff. But he's the next guy, and it is showing in all of these big-time games. Like, he is making throws that – we rarely ever see. Yeah. No, I mean, he realistically did everything in his power to go to the Super Bowl last year. It just happened to be up to the defense. Yep. And D Ford happened to line up offside. But anywho, for this year, like I said, my rooting interest is to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. I think that'd be that a really good be, matchup. It, it would be awesome, man. Their it defenses awesome. are both good and their offenses are both really good around their, you know, stud QB. Yes. And you got the new upcoming young guy versus the old man veteran who's got the Super Bowl ring. The 49ers, on the other hand, their defense, like I said, probably the best defense in the league going against maybe the best offense in the league uh, and the Chiefs. That would be a fun matchup to kind of watch those two sides of the ball. Much like it's going to be fun this weekend, that's right. going to be the matchup I'm going to be excited about is Aaron Rodgers and that offense going against Bosa and that defense. That's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, so either way, whoever wins this game is going to be a good Super Bowl, as long as the For Titans sure. don't somehow beat the Chiefs. Because <clears throat> that, that would be wild, man. Who knows? I mean, it, it, if they beat the Chiefs, then they have a chance to beat anybody. So I mean, I'd still, uh, I'm always interested in the Super Bowl. I yeah. love watching championship level uh, football. Right. I mean, it would, it honestly would be kind of hilarious if fucking Mike Rabel <laughs> gets this group of Titans to a uh, Super Bowl. Awesome. I mean, that would be wild. But I um, want the Chiefs. But I'd going back to this NFC Chiefs. game, though. What do you think is going to be the difference maker between, you know, this, you know, Aaron Rodgers against that Bosa defense and, you know, 
What's Garoppolo going to do against the pass rush up front that the Packers bring? Like, what do you see standing out as the difference maker in this game? Uh, the difference maker is I think the 49ers are going to be in a spot where they're going to have to rely on Jimmy G a little bit more than normal because it's going to be a tight game. That Niners defense is going to get their stops, but you're not. I, I don't think they're going to come in and just totally – shut down Aaron Rodgers and that offense. So it's going to be back and forth. And I think it's going to come down to uh, Jimmy G needing to make some throws. And I think he's capable of doing it in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right. Kyle Shanahan he puts him is in a great that position good. to win. Yes. Yeah. So um, if I had to pick a winner, I- I'm going to go with the quarterback and I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, coming Oof. up with a, a clinching drive in that fourth quarter to seal the deal. But, like you were saying, this defense, th- this the front for the 49ers is fun enough to watch, just to tune in to watch them. Like they, I mean, they're insane. Joey or uh, Nick Bosa is going to be a monster for years to yeah. come. Yeah, I mean, NFL. arguably the best pass rusher in the game right now, and he's in his second year. Yeah, like, I mean, he's crazy. He's a freak. He's a freak. So uh, I'm really excited to see that matchup. Uh, the Green Bay Packers finally have a defensive front that's uh, that's worth something. So um, I think the Packers are going to win. I think they're it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to edge them out in the fourth quarter with uh, kind of a game, not game-winning drive per se, but like a game-sealing drive, like a big moment with Aaron Rodgers making passes, making throws to uh, uh, get a go-ahead touchdown drive. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I was kind of thinking of. And I mentioned uh, Bosa's second year. He's actually a rookie. Uh, so, which is even fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, so anyways, I think the key is going to be third downs is going to be the key. Uh, I think that's kind of where it's, it's going to be a battle up front. Defenses are both going to get their stops. Both offenses are going to make their plays. But I think it's going to come down to who can make the, the most key third down conversions. Um, can Jimmy Garoppolo make a couple of those plays on third downs to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and not allow, you know, I could see a key third down late in the game. Jimmy G doesn't get it. Give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. He comes down with the ball in his hands in the last three minutes, gets a scoring drive to win the game. Yeah. Like I could easily see that. That's true. So I think the key is going to be, uh, will the 49ers in particular, but both teams mainly, but who, who gets the most, third down conversions and steps up to make the big play at the big moments. And that's, I think it's going to ultimately going to be put on the shoulders of Jimmy G. Like, I think they might have a lead towards the end. And if he can make the big plays towards the end and almost seal the deal, they're going to win. But if he can't make the big play and you give the ball to Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game, it's over. I mean, it's going to be pretty fucking hard. Even with that pass rush, you mean, you're going to end of the game, fourth quarter, defense is tired. Pass rush is going to be a little bit sluggish. I would not put my money on the 49ers with Aaron Rodgers in the, with the ball in his hands to end the game. But uh, my prediction, I'm going to go against you and pick the 49ers to win it. Um, it's going to be my prediction. So 49ers Chiefs, I think ultimately what I just said is actually going to happen. Uh, it's going to come down late in the game, and Jimmy G is going to make a couple of those big plays. And it might even just happen to be Jimmy G, just the offense in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's going to make some plays to set up some short third down conversions, for instance, or he's going to make the big throw to Kittle or something. Like he's going to have the ball in his hands late in the fourth quarter with the opportunity to kind of put the game away or at least make it that much more difficult for the Ford, or for the Packers. And I think he's actually going to get the job done. And that offense is going to get the job done, make some key third down conversions, and 
let their defense ball out, and it's going to be just enough to slow down the Packers' offense that they're going to get it done uh, and win by four. I don't know, three. Yeah, oh, be one single score possession. Yeah. yeah, I like it, man. It would be uh, like at. I want that Aaron Rodgers Mahomes Super Bowl, but I I honestly would be pleased with a 49ers Chiefs matchup too. Yeah. I think that I think either would be fun. I uh, I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. I respect him a lot. Um, I think what he's done, he's done a tremendous job, obviously, um, with that offense. Got the defense in place, so uh, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, have I'm gonna pull the uniforms in this? I've always loved both teams, just kind of for their uniforms. Like they're just two like historic old teams, school, like right. old school, old like, school teams. It's just a fun matchup. I don't know. It just feels all the history, all the tradition. It just feels right yeah. that these two teams exactly. are, are playing for the NFC Championship game. So I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, hoping to see close games. I don't want to see more blowouts. It gets boring. The first round of the playoff was phenomenal. I know. Every game was That crazy. was like the best wild card round I've yeah. I've ever seen, maybe. For I sure. don't know. I'd have to go back and think, uh, <laughs> think sure. about matchups. But. So we saw a little bit of blowouts uh, in, in the next round, but I'm thinking these ones are going to be close, except the Chiefs might just fucking run away with it. Uh, but I hope that doesn't happen. I guess. I don't know. I just want the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl because I think they are a much more fun team to watch. Hey, watching the Chiefs blow out a team is entertainment for me. Yeah, but I do like watching teams run the rock and pound the football, play good defense, and win, you know, 17 to 14 or something like that. Yeah. That's fun, too. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts on upcoming uh, games or topics we didn't hit? I guess we kind of hit everything. It's just weird wrapping up our first First podcast of the year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is first of the year. Yeah. No, uh, we definitely want to get up. into uh, some basketball talk. Yeah, man. Eventually. Yeah, I just hit the uh, Mavericks. I was in Dallas for work, hit the Mavericks-Lakers game. Got delayed, or not delayed, but my flight got canceled because it was like tornadoes rolling through Dallas. I was like, well, I got another day to kill. What's going on? Well, let's go see LeBron James wear yellow and play basketball very good. And ball out. Dude, he did. He went 35, 15, and 7, I think is the stat line. It was it was awesome. It was really fun. Uh, him and Luca going back and forth. Luca put up some stats too, uh, but it was weird seeing LeBron wearing a Lakers jersey. Yeah, I, it was, it, it was it, weird. It's not right in person. I mean, it's weird enough on nah, TV cool when though, he left. Yeah. But it, and that was the thing. I was like, should I go? I was like, ah, the tickets are expensive as fuck, dude. Nosebleeds were going. I checked on like StubHub before. They were going for like 160 bucks. It's like, ah, I don't know about Whew. that. And I was like, I'll go find a scalper, scalper or something like that, uh, which I did. Got them for half that. Nice. And I was like, you know, it's worth it. When was it? When am I ever going to get an opportunity to see LeBron ever again? Like, maybe he'll come to Cleveland a couple yeah. more times the rest of his career. I mean, who knows? He might come back to Cleveland and right. finish the last couple years of his career here. But you know, especially in the historic franchise like the Lakers, how many opportunities am I going to get to see him play? Uh, so I had to take that opportunity and take advantage of that. And it was fun, man. It was cool. Got to check out a new arena. Yeah, it was cool, man. Never been there. And I then uh, Luca been. played, right? Oh, yeah. So there yeah, you dude. go, man. He balled. Absolutely worth he it. He put up some stats. AD did not, unfortunately. Uh, Battled a little injury, but that would have been fun. But no, it was cool seeing LeBron uh, bring back some championship memories. And yeah, it was cool. So I definitely, like you said, I want to get into some hoops once this football season kind of steps aside. It's getting close, and, yeah. man. It's getting close. Right. So, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll definitely get into MLB. Um, anybody who's listening to this doesn't really know. Jeff and I are both enormous baseball fans, probably more so than any other sport, at least for me. Um, so, uh, do you on the same page? College football. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know how with you being a Michigan but fan. Then but then baseball. <laughs> with you being a Michigan They're both fan, up there. I don't know how you can handle it. Uh, no, but 
So we're definitely going to talk a ton of baseball once the season gets going. Uh, I know I, I try to hit several games a year, so we'll probably talk about that. Some crazy shit that goes down at the games and after is always fun. Um, and then we'll, you know, talk about the game. I know, like I guess they just came out some uh, Vegas predictions on wins for different teams. We'll get into that here soon. Uh, but like I said, I want to obviously talk about these football matchups and get through this Super Bowl and see what happens with these NFC AFC championship games. I'm excited. So that's all we got for you. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Welcome into 2020. We're going to bring some heaters for you this year, bring in some interviews. Got some shit lined up. It's going to be a fun year. So stick with us. We'll be back. See you next week. Jeff, been a pleasure. As always. Peace. Peace.